Who do I want to be? You can ask yourself that question every day, every moment. How do you want to react to a situation? Should I stay in this job? What kind of parent do I choose to be? What you did yesterday does not define you, but it's how you answer that question every day. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. Hey guys, most of you know that I have returned back to a plant-based diet, so my beverage consumption has increased quite quite a bit. Don't judge. I know there's some of you out there that really enjoy beverages. So one of my favorite things to drink lately, which I'm consuming a lot of, is Four Sigmatic's new Golden Latte Mushroom Mix. It has shiitake and turmeric in it. It's totally organic, caffeine-free, vegan, and only one gram of palm sugar per serving. I love being able to travel with these little packets because they're really easy to make. All you need is some hot water. Some of the additional ingredients in the golden latte are adaptogenic tulsi, warming ginger, and a pinch of black pepper to support turmeric skin-loving properties. So not only do your insides feel amazing, but your skin looks great. Go to Four Sigmatic now and enter promo code RADICALLYLOVED, that's R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-L-O-V-E-D to get 15% off of your entire purchase. Be sure to check out all the other products that they have there as well. Hey listeners, we need your support. Help us by subscribing and rating to this podcast. Send us a snapshot of your review or comment and we will send you a very special Radically Loved gift. Send your comment to info at radicallyloved.com. You can also click on the show notes here on this podcast for more information. If you want to be part of our community, please click the link to our private Facebook group, on the show notes of this particular podcast so you can be the first to hear of upcoming trainings, retreats, and special Radically Loved events. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am joined today by Danye Scott, who is one of my heroes and I always want to include a clap track, but I still haven't figured out how to do that. So if anybody's <laughs> listening, email me, <laughs> send it to me. I think we've done it before. Maybe Tori did it at one point. But anyway, I, I'm so excited to have you on as a guest. Um, we met last year. Was it last year? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um I quickly became so enamored and inspired by Danye and everything that she is doing career-wise and also in her personal life. She has such an incredible story and 
I thought I would have her on the show so we can just have a conversation and talk about how amazing she is. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> Danielle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I hope we talk about something other than, other than yourself. I don't know. That's, that's Myself, gonna, it's yeah. going to be tough. Um, so for the people that are listening uh, and want to know who you are, can you just give us a, a little bit of background? You don't have to go into the whole story unless you want to. <laughs> sure. Yeah, the, the, the story is, is a long one. Uh, <laughs> right? Sorry, I'll, I'll spare you that. I'll spare you that. Uh, but I am right now, uh, I am, um, I'm a, I'm a mom. <laughs> I'm the mother of a, of an 18 year old who's about to leave for college. So that's an amazing moment. I'm, I'm also the founder of Fearless Unlimited, which is a, it's really a, a consulting, uh, agency for brands, organizations, people, who are undergoing some kind of transformation and really want to show up as their best selves. We tend to work with uh, folks who are trying to move the world forward, make the world a better place. So they might be involved in anything from sustainability to greener products to climate change, or frankly, just trying to show up in their best way in their organization so that uh, people can really be fulfilling their purpose. So, uh, so that's Fearless Unlimited. We've been uh, doing that, my uh, business partner and I, for about three years. Wow, that's so that's amazing. And and I obviously know you, and I know your story, and I know how I, I know the the long road it has taken to get you to this place now. And and I'm so excited to to share it with our audience. But most of all, I'm just excited to be able to talk to you about a couple of different topics that you and I, we've talked about in the past, um, to mo mostly pertaining to this idea of finding purpose and being able to like follow your heart and do the things that you, you want to do without feeling, uh, the, the, the crippling fear of something not working. So I know that you've experienced that in your life. A little bit. Yes. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I, I love that that um what you just said that you know the the crippling fear of something not working. Um I think that there is so much pressure on us. There always has been. I, I, I think that there is increasingly a, a sense that if you take a misstep uh, it's going to be hard to recover, you know, that the world is not a very forgiving place. Um, I think we feel that as, I know we feel that deeply as parents. I know we feel that in the work world. Um, and so it is, you know, that dispensing with that fear or learning to deal with that fear, I think is, is really important. It's, it's funny because I'll start with this. I mean, the name of my business is fearless. Um, I am so not fearless, <laughs> right? Like that—that that is, uh, I am. Yeah, I—you I, know—I used to say that fear, you know, terror was sort of my my mo for for a long time, and so maybe it's no mistake that um, that I I named the business that, but as a as a reminder, and and not because it's realistic to to be fearless, but rather to in an effort to to fear 
less, right? Which are, it's very, those are very different things. Um, and so, yeah, the, the long road, um, I, I think that there's, we can find answers, um, and, and purpose in this embrace of, of a little bit of chaos. Um, and you know, look, there are some lucky people who see their path clearly from the beginning, uh, I, I'm amazed by people like that, right? Who know exactly what they want to do. Um, I, 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 I find that kind of clarity uh, to be fascinating. It wasn't there in my life. Um, you know, I, I think for those of us who maybe we came from a childhood that was challenging or, or had some setbacks, you know, the path was anything but clear, right? And we couldn't, it was more like hacking through a jungle, you know, with a machete, um, and so, um, you know, there's the point there is that there, there is an element of, uh, of some trust that is essential. You know, if, if we are not those folks who, who see the path clearly, who have had everything just magically go right at some point, there's an a, a essential element of, of trust and also of curiosity uh, I think are incredibly important because you don't know where that path is going to go. But if you wring everything out of every experience, you can trust that it's going to bring you someplace beautiful. Um, you know, in my case, I, I had so much promise. Uh, you know, I use that in air quotes. I'm, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I, I was, I was the smart kid. You know, I, I went to a good school, this and that, but I, I got wildly off track because in point of fact, I, I had, came from a very abusive um, family and background. And so uh, I had to deal with that first. And, um, and, and all of that, you know, in retrospect, all of that was learning. If you, if you allow those things to be learning instead of feeling like I'm not where I should be, or I should have achieved more by now, um, if you look at everything with some, some wonder and love and curiosity and, and can appreciate where you are in that moment and, and be taking what you can from it, I feel like you can, um, you know, then, then it's not so much about the end point, right? It's about the journey um, and really just embracing that. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, I, I think, but, but it's, it can be, it can be really hard to, to get there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I actually want to, you know, talk to you a little bit more about having that conditioning at a young age, you know, because sometimes having having a tough childhood or growing up with a certain sort of conditioning or li limitation uh, that that's bestowed upon us by maybe our parents or the people around us, how how can we begin to learn to you know, move through that conditioning or move through that template of uh, fear or um, not feeling like we can do something or doing something that we don't want to do. Does that make sense? Does my question make sense? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that when you grow up in those difficult situations or find yourself even, even at, at any age, yeah. frankly, you know, for some people, you might find yourself in a an unhealthy relationship. Some of us find ourselves in a toxic workplace, mm -hmm. uh, right? So, but it can be very hard for us uh, to separate the things that happen to us or, or our, our context, uh, our surroundings 
uh, from the person we are, right? And so the, the one of the most important things I ever learned um, that really was life changing for me was this a very a very rational scientific thing, right? This wasn't emotional. It's very rational, but it's this idea of, of the plasticity of the brain, you know, which is to say that our brain is capable of adapting and developing neuro, new neural pathways, right? New challenges, you know, think of the way a wa- that water runs down a hill and it, it yes, it develops ruts. Um, but with the brain, you are always capable of essentially developing new paths. And that idea um, the way a woman once uh, put it to me when when I was actually very young and 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 in therapy she said she was like girl you can change the way you think just like you change the furniture in a room <laughs> and on, it, <laughs> it was the greatest thing I'd ever heard because honestly I'd never considered yeah. it right up until that point I felt like what had happened to me defined me you know I was abused. I was a victim. I was sad. <laughs> I was an introvert. I was, I was a whole lot of things. And, and it was because this was my context. I, I didn't have a choice over it. I grew up in this house. It was kind of scary, you know? And so hearing that I could change my brain and change, literally change my mind through practice, um, was life changing to me. And that every day is a new opportunity. Every moment can be a decision. And when you think of it that way and realize that that's not some platitude on a greeting card, um, but it's, it's practice just like med- your meditation work, it really can be profoundly life-changing. Um, that is that idea is really behind what, what I now call um, thinking of your personal truth as a question, um, right? We tend to often think of our truth in terms of facts. You know, I have, um, I grew up in such and such a place. That's a fact. You know, I did or didn't go to college. That's a fact. I'm a single mom. That's a fact. Um, we tend to confuse those things with our deeper truths because many of those things, those facts can feel like they set up these insurmountable situations that are very hard to get past. Um, That is how, when I started to really think about the plasticity of the brain, that's when I realized that it's much more helpful to think of our deeper personal truths, not in terms of those facts, but in terms of a question. And it's a question about how you want to show up. You know, what do I value? Who do I want to be? You can ask yourself that question every day, every moment. How do you want to react to a situation? Should I stay in this job? What kind of parent do I choose to be? What you did yesterday does not define you, but it's how will you answer that question every day, you know, and and you get to answer that anew and you don't have to either, you know, self-abuse by, you know, and punish yourself continually by things that might have happened to you or even by bad choices that you made in the past. Um, so it's a way, it's, it's, it's a framing that I have found very helpful in terms of ensuring that you're always moving forward and really letting go of some stuff that's just not helping you anymore. Yeah, I love that everything you said I, I can relate and, and it resonates with me so much because I feel like a lot of the times we can confuse those things as facts. Like, 
oh, this is, I am uh, destined to this predisposition, you know, this limitation. Yes. And it, it's not that way. And I, I, I love that, that you are giving this sort of these parameters for people to restructure and reframe how they're, they're, they think how, so when you're in, in that cycle or you're spinning in the cycle of, of that limiting belief or the negativity, how, how would one begin to get out of that? Like what worked for you? Is there a situation that you had where you can, you can really look at it and say, Oh, this is the moment when it happened for me. Yeah, you know, it's the, I think there are probably many such moments. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but, um, but one, you know, for some reason, uh, parenting often comes to mind. Uh, you know, I think that probably because it is so loaded and so fraught, you know, precious few people had a, a, a perfect relationship with a parent or, um, you know, so many of us had challenged relationships with our own parents or are still dealing with that. It could be even after they're gone, we're, we're left with those things. And then when we become our a parent ourselves, it all feels really fraught. Like, man, I am going to mess this up, <laughs> you know, um, uh, because we are carrying all that old baggage. And, and, um, and so for me, becoming that that parent. And there, there were moments when, um, I, I found myself reacting in ways that I wasn't proud of, uh, there, there in particular, and I had, a, I even had a very easy child, Bianca was, I mean, she's, she's a, she was a piece of cake. I can't complain, but there was this one day she wouldn't take her nap. Right. And I, I was, a, a, a um, alone a lot, um, you know, mostly a single mom. And, and she, you know, so you get to this moment where, oh my God, they're not taking a nap. And you do this thing where you try all these tricks, you drive them around in a car, you, you walk them around in a stroller. She's not taking her nap. She's not. And I lost my temper. I confess it doesn't happen often, but I lost my temper and I found myself yelling. I'm embarrassed to say I was screaming at her, like, which is not helpful <laughs> right? when you want your child to sleep. But but the reason I mentioned this, it's it's really important because what I realized then at that moment is um, I felt a wave of of sort of disgust with myself because it was so clearly wrong, and the 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 possibility to go down that path, the power of of self hatred or disgust or those really powerful negative arrows that we can direct at ourselves. I had such an epiphany. I thought this must have been how my dad felt every day of his life because he was a rageaholic and he had never caught himself when he was you know, abusing myself and my brother. Right. And I, I, so I felt myself in that moment. I, I felt what that it felt like, and it, it, it's like this bottomless pit. It's like, well, I am a monster. So I might as well go down this path. You know, there's no redemption for me. Right. I'm a monster. We've confirmed it. Here I am yelling at my child. And, and, and there's this tendency to kind of just dig in, like just, I'm just going to roll with it. And I, for some, for some reason, I was able to see all that from, as if it were outside myself. It was so clarifying. It was so clarifying that that self negativity, that that self hate, that that disgust could do absolutely no good. Yeah. Right. It just was a path to nowhere. And, um, and, and so 
that was, you know, that was this moment where I realized that all any and all of that negativity and that self abuse was only going to radiate out into the world into more abuse. And, um, it was, it was very clarifying for me. And I'm not saying I've been, I was perfect ever since, by the way, that's not the point. The, the point is we all make mistakes. Can we catch ourselves and choose differently? And, and you don't have to beat yourself. It's not about looking back. It's not about lamenting this or that. It's about creating the opening and space for a fresh start for yourself. And this can be moment to moment. And by the way, again, the parallels with a meditation or any number of practices like that, I think there are so many. It's just about creating the space to then choose choose anew, if that yeah, makes no, sense. It totally does. I think the other thing that we may encounter as a challenge, and, and this is actually something that uh, I've, I've been told by students and uh, even clients that I work with that sometimes creating that, that space or creating that quiet can even be scarier because they've not allowed yeah. that space to be able to actually sit and be quiet, you know? And so it's, it can be scary. And I feel like so many people obviously can yeah. benefit from everything that you're saying and from, you know, meditation and the stuff I talk about on this podcast, you know, but I feel like there's still people out there, even maybe some people listening that have that, that fear of, of sitting and actually thinking about something that's going to create a trigger or, you know, one of the things that, um, I found for, for myself, I mean, I found, uh, solace in being able to sit and breathe and connect, you know, with, with something bigger than myself. It felt like comfort, except when I started to get deeper and deeper and I started to have these random things come up and I'm like, Oh, what, what was that? <laughs> that was, that right. wasn't right. I, I didn't like, I don't know where that came from, but I definitely don't want that. And the more I kept on doing it, the more it started to come up and I started to feel myself create an aversion to that space. And, and, because I'm like, oh, no, 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 like, no, no, maybe I don't, maybe I, I don't need to meditate for an hour. Maybe I meditate for like 20 minutes. Maybe I meditate for 10, you know, <laughs> like the feel good stuff. But I feel like there's so much that can be done when you allow yourself to excavate those, those, those things or those thoughts or those limitations or that, that those, those hauntings, right? If, if we can call them that to be able to get to a place where you can reframe all of those things and create a new neurological pathway or a new way to relate to yourself or to connect with the people in your life. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, it's so intense to hear you talk about that. Um, because yes, that, that is, that is so true. When I think when we, I, I personally, um, now at this point, you know, and to be clear, I'm, 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 I'm in my fifties, you know, it's, it's, um, been doing this a while. <laughs> so I, I love the stillness. I crave the quiet, you know, life is, is like, you know, it's like, wow, it is, it is all about those, those pauses, but, but, um, but yes, Yes, there is an absolute terror, really. There can be of this, of this uh, looking in, and I, I think that the you used a good word, the reframing, right? So, 
not of to to be looking at this this type of introspection or or um, or, or work or practice not about oh I'm going to stare the emptiness in in the face here for for an hour or what have you but but really about the fullness right if if we never stop if we never sit if we never allow ourselves the the power of quiet really um, the power of of listening the power of sitting still, I don't know that we'll ever allow ourselves to come into that, that true power. Um, there's a lot of pressure, I think, these days to, to be on, to be fast, to be right, and to be loud. And by the way, I think it, it's, social media is, is amazing, but it's definitely emphasized uh at that even more right how quickly can you react how how loudly can you be heard you know can you be the one who's heard can you rise above the fray of of distraction and so particularly in in this world i think that um yeah it's fun and exciting for all of us to bust a move but but before you do that (laughs) um there is incredible power in in first in the in the sitting in the stillness in the waiting and in and in those spaces i think it's where we really draw the power for for when times get tough or when you have to make a big choice you know oh my god this job this is this is really getting to me um and so rather than being reactionary um i think that uh, if you if you're able to sort of sit with some of those uh, and, and stare things in the face, yeah, I, I I think I mentioned this to you um, a while back. I've been waking up every morning recently and just feeling almost joyful, and um, and that joy is about an appreciation of this life that I have built, and I I I think very much in terms of crafting a life. We build a life. It, or, or at least we better, because otherwise, if it's just happening to you, you know, I don't know how you wake up someday in the future with with that deep contentness and appreciation. Um, so when I say craft a life, it means, yeah, sometimes it's been hard choices, hard fought, hard won, uh, choices to be alone rather than with someone who is not helping us to be our best selves, you know, better, better to be alone, better to take a step back from a job that is holding you back, even though it might be a little bit of a setback or, you know, so those are what I mean by those hard choices, but the sort of freedom that you ultimately are building and crafting, um, it comes from looking those things in the face from taking that responsibility, you know, year after year and sort of insisting on that purpose um, it, it's not going to happen by accident. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, I love, I love every, you said so many things and I'm trying to like pick and choose exactly where <laughs> I want to like, <laughs> what question I want to ask. But I think one of the, one of the things, and you mentioned this earlier, it's just the idea of, of creating a, a support system. Uh, I guess the question is really about, uh, creating a, a community or creating your people. Um, so, so how important has that been for you in your life, especially as, as a single parent and, you know, raising Bianca or just you in general in your career, like how important has it been for you to surround yourself with people that hold you up and has it been easy or has it been challenging to find that? Yeah, it's such a great question. I, it's been incredibly important and, the, 
The first thing that comes to mind is, is maybe not exactly the answer that you're looking for, but I, I, I want to note this, I put a marker in this. The more I was able to find my own self-esteem, the, the better I've been able to choose those people, right? And, and, and I think that's, that's part of the reason we do this work because how the heck do you create a support system or surround yourself with people that you know are, are going to be positive influences on, on you, on your child, going to support you in your purpose? You know, if you're not able to have that esteem you, you, and you can't see your own self-worth, it's really hard to make those good choices, right? So I've definitely done, done better, uh, as I've done better with myself and, and felt stronger in myself. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, I guess really is, is what I'm, I'm saying, you know, choosing a life partner, you know, I did the best I could early on. <laughs> um, but it's interesting how, when I was able to shed some of the, uh, the, the negativity that was coming um, in those younger years, I was able to see so much more clearly um, that this person wasn't supportive, that I was really being left alone in this and, um, and able to, to choose better. Um, so that, that support system, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's like, it's when you come from a place of, of strength, um, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to only keep getting better. And then you are creating a virtuous cycle instead of a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and women friends are, you know, have been amazing. I mean, there, there's, there is something about that, um, where I think just helping each other to see ourselves in our highest light, you know, everyone should have a friend who actually sees, sees you in a, in a way that you can't even imagine, you know, and, and tells you that it helps you just keep reaching for that. I have a, a, yeah. And I have a question about that too, just in regard to like how women relationships have changed from, let's say when you were in high school growing up to, to now, and maybe seeing your daughter's interaction with, with her, you know, women tribe, has it changed at all? Oh my God. It's so different. (laughs) Well, that's kind of what I want to speak to because I want to like, I want people to understand the differences, you know, and and maybe this will help us kind of wake up to creating a little bit more of a support system with, with our tribes, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like my mind is going in so many different directions. Okay. The first thing, can I say something completely inappropriate? I can't believe how open these girls are about talking about things that we know. Like when I grew up, no one, no one would have, would have, I mean, my God, the, the things that they talk about with their bodies and their, you know, their sticky boobs and their, like, whatever the heck it is. I'm like, holy cow. I mean, it was all so quiet and hush hush. So it's terrific. I mean, so they're, they are automatically, I think they're, they're just, they're sharing uh, so much more, um, I think. And, uh, and, and, you know, I feel like we have an awful lot to learn. Um, I don't, I see, you know, I see them speaking out about not body shaming, about not, you know, shaming someone for their clothing choices, things like that. There's there, I mean, look, we live in a time where, I mean, obviously me too has shaken things to the core, but there's also a more subtle, a quieter sort of a cultural shift 
that is happening. And these young girls, I, I sort of love that they don't know what it was like before when, you know, I grew up feeling like I had to fit myself into a system that was largely a male paradigm. And if we were going to contribute, we had to mold ourselves to make it in a man's world, right? Now I think there's a way um, where, you know, women are, are, they're not handcuffed by any of those, uh, you know, old kind of ways of, of, of seeing or insisting that we had to fit in. And they're just, you know, kind of incredulous that it ever should have or was being that way. Um, I, I listen to these young girls a lot. I know that I have as much to learn from them as I could possibly ever teach them. Uh, you know, so I, I think that they have a, 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 a bold way of moving through the world. That's, that's really beautiful. And that we all have something to, to learn from. Um, by the way, I, I also find that to be just a helpful thing in general. Um, I think we all have every person you meet, there's something to learn and something to teach every single human, you know, and if you're approaching it that way, even with your children and your children's friends, <laughs> instead of getting ready to lecture them, I, I, the world really opens up and becomes an amazing place. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what has been the biggest lesson you've learned about yourself as a parent? <laughs> You know, I've, I've learned this, this, this sounds really funny. I'm shocked. I was shocked to learn that I actually could, I think be a decent parent. Um, I was so convinced that I was going to be horrible because I was so messed up. Um, I, I think the, the, the thing that I really learned is this humility is this being open. What has been, uh, your favorite thing about being a mom? Oh man. <laughs> um, I guess just, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's the little thing. It's just, it's constantly being surprised by this, by this human and watching them move through the world. And, um, I think the favorite thing has been watching her grow into her own person. It's not a little mini me. She's completely different. The things she loves and values are, are different and she's finding her way. And, um, it's an astonishing and, and beautiful thing. Um, yeah, just, just watching them come into this, this, uh, this wonder and this wholeness, you know, and it's, it's not like every, there's all they're going to have their troubles and this and that but those moments where you can tell they've they've got this you know oh look she has her support system her friends are are helping her oh look her she's she's strong she actually <laughs> she lost her wallet and she was completely crushed and oh she went to the department of motor vehicles all by herself she took care of it all by herself she's like just see you know so i mean we're at that phase now where it's like yep yeah, you, you you're gonna make it you're, yeah. you're gonna be fine <laughs> you're going to be it doesn't not perfect nothing it's not all going to go smoothly that's not the goal but you will be fine <laughs> Oh, so and she has such a great model as a parent too i mean she's she's very lucky you know you guys are both lucky you guys are both so incredible a quick message from our sponsor if you're looking for a nutrient system that truly embraces and complements the mind-body balance in a holistic nurturing way then wellness kits from uveda are your natural answer 
They're created with the help of naturopathic and Ayurvedic practitioners committed to the healing traditions mantra of purity and harmony. These top quality ingredients are hand-picked and refined in a way that preserve utmost quality and potency. Discover a wide range of formulas that deliver essential fatty acids, herbs, probiotic strains, and enzymes to help support your health and wellness needs. Whether you're looking for a natural detox support, a gentle digestive aid, soothing probiotics, or a formula dense in vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, you can be assured you're getting only the best natural healing remedies for your body. Go to uveda.com, that's Y-O-U-V-E-D-A.com, and enter the promo code ROSIE, R-O-S-I-E, for a special discount on your first purchase. In your life, you know, you've overcome so many different challenges and obstacles in, in many different areas, uh, you know, with uh, being uh, a woman, being successful, being a parent, um, growing up in, you know, a, a challenging childhood. I mean, like so many. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. when you have this, this life full of beautiful life lessons <laughs> how how do you continue to keep moving forward like if you had to say what the driving force was what what is it and what does it look like what does it feel like and is it still as powerful and potent in your life now yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I would say it's, it's more so than ever, but it's definitely in a new phase now. And it's very much about giving back and helping others. I was just talking with somebody the other day saying, you know, I, I think I would love to work with other kids um, who are, who are struggling. There's, there is a, a, a loneliness when we are in the midst. Um, and particularly when we either, when you're young and you don't have the control um, or even when we're older and we don't yet see that we have the control. Yeah. Um, and so giving that giving back, that helping others to see that they have choices is really key now. I mean, it's, it's I, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but people are always, oh, age doesn't matter, this and that. I love that age does matter, right? And, and, and not in terms of complaining about your aches and pains, but in terms of just an acquired number of of steps on the path through this beautiful world and it's not a bad thing it's a good thing so I love that I'm a little older you know I love that that gives me perspective I love that that perhaps allows me to help somebody else see that we always have choices we might not like those choices none of them might be the perfect choice but they're there god damn it and if you it's up to you to take them um, so right, so that kind of stuff, and and by the way, that the, the then the other thing that I feel, and that I think this applies to everyone, is you don't have to. That doesn't have to become your life's work. You don't have to be a therapist. Like those are exercises and practices that you can do anywhere. So in my business, I work with a lot of young women. You know that purpose, for example. You can come into your workplace and whoever you are, you can bring it into your workplace if it's important to you. Uh, it's about how do I, how do, how do we all show up as healthy humans? Are the practices we can change? Can I make uh, recommendations? Can I bring myself to work in such a way 
that I'm hearing and listening and others feel good around me. We can all do that everywhere. No matter it's it, so it's not it's not only a matter of making it a formal profession, so to speak, right? So um, the less separate our humanity and purpose can be from our work, from our parenting, from our relationships, the better off we are. And so that's that's what interests me now, uh, as well as a million other things in in the work world, but more and more just this idea of how we show up as humans and that the healthier we can be, the better we can operate in all of these ways. You, we started off this conversation talking about fear. You know, when people are not operating from fear, we're able to be so much kinder to others. Um, it's, it's funny. It, that was something in raising um, my daughter when she had, we had such a great conversation when she had the realization that, the girls who were bullying actually had this self-loathing. It all goes back to that, right? And and so seeing that and trying to recognize the places in your life where you can get rid of fear and be rather focused on on creating healthful environments, it's, it just creates this virtuous cycle. So yeah, so I, I think the older I get now, the more interesting that becomes to me, and um, and it's it's. Uh, it's more of a giving back, less of a focus on myself, I would say. Yeah, no, I love that. What, if you could, if you could, let's just say time travel was possible. If you could go back to your 15 year old self, what would you say to her? Oh, oh man, I'd say, girl, it's all going to be okay once you get out of this house. <laughs> do get out of that house, you know, and (laughs) yeah, yeah. And it's really okay. You know, there, there are, and by the way, there are really certain, there are some unhealthy people in the world and some people you really have to get away from. Right. That's, that's yeah. Because, you know, I tried for so long to fix it and make it right and fix him. And, and, um, you know, I would really say it's, it's okay to walk away from some things. And sometimes you actually have to, that's okay. Yeah. I love that. What would your 95-year-old self tell you now? It's been a good ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for that. I feel like everything's gravy from here on out. I, I really, really do. Really do. Yeah. Yeah. Now I just, you know, I want to work on as much as I can anyway, other uh, bigger things, climate change and, and, and all of that. Yeah, you know, we, which is huge. I mean, that, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. But we do what we can, you know, yeah. none of us ever gets to see the end of the story. So we just do what we can. We just do what we can. Oh, yeah. I love that. And try to raise our children well. <laughs> I love that so much. So, uh, the last question I have for you, it, it's pertaining to this podcast and the forum that I created. And I ask all of the guests uh, that are on the show, um, same question. It's a two part question. Um, so, I started Radically Loved as this idea or this forum to create a, a community of like minded individuals where we can come and and join together and talk about topics that are important to us and um it, it stems from the idea that we are radically loved by the universe god source whatever higher power of your understanding it 
the universe works for us and not against us. And so the two-part question to you is, how do you feel radically loved and what do you radically love? It's so beautiful. And I have been thinking a lot about this lately. I have only recently started to feel radically loved, but I definitely do. And it's very hard to articulate the how it, it, it comes from this deep, deep sense of trust in the universe that I do believe comes from letting go of fear. Uh, and, and that is so connected to what, what do I radically love? You know, in the past, I think, you know, I would have focused on, on sort of the, the big, obviously, I mean, obviously I love my daughter. I love my partner, things like that. But, but increasingly now I feel like it's in the small things waking up and, and taking that moment to just breathe the air and appreciate it's it, if it's not in in those smallest of small things i don't know how you could possibly find it in the big things um so right now i i very much try to radically love the moment just the moment just that if i can do that the rest is fine everything else will be fine Danye, thank you so much <laughs> for for being here and for being uh, part of my life forever. Mm. Forever. <laughs> well, thank you for your work. I, I mean, you've you've you have crafted something so beautiful for so many people. So thank you, Rosie. Thank you. So for the people that are listening to uh, the show. Um, where can they go for more information about you or if they want to ask any questions or, or get to know a little bit more about you and what you do, where can they go? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can uh, go to fearless.is and uh, uh, the organization is called Fearless Unlimited and uh, we would love to hear from you. So for those of you listening, that will be linked up on the show notes. So if you click on the info, all of Danye's information will be on there and feel free to um, follow her on her social media cha- channels or channel. I don't know. Do you, I know you're on, you used to be on Instagram. Are you still on there? I, I, I am, but I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, just kind of trying to do a little all less right, of it. Right. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Cool. All yeah. right. Um, all right. So yeah, let's, uh, those of you that are curious, you can always just email, email her through, uh, through the website and, uh, please share this with, uh, anybody who you think would benefit from this. Thank you all so much for listening. Danie, thank you. Thank you, Rosie. Do you want to go on an epic yoga adventure? I do. In fact, I, I, I do all the time. <laughs> when, when do I not want to go on an epic yoga adventure? And this fall, in an attempt to see the Northern Lights, we will go to Iceland into a journey through the chakras. It's going to be fun. If you're curious, you can email me at rosie at radicallyloved.com or go to the show notes and click the links to each of the retreats or you can go to radicallyloved.com. See you soon. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. 
email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.